Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah. that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. It's not unusual after having children to find that you want to do something different. Dr. Kath Keenan was in the middle of her career as an arts writer and literary editor for Fairfax Media when she decided something had to change. The mother of two turned her career towards helping children from all backgrounds discover their creativity and a love of storytelling. Kath joins us in the studio now. Hi, Kath. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm well, thanks. What prompted the change? Because I imagine you had two kids when you decided to... I did. I had two little kids. Uh, They were about kind of two and three and a half, I think. (laughs) (laughs) They were were pretty little. Um, It was not, it wasn't really that I wanted to have a change. It was that it was the idea of setting up this creative writing centre, the Story Factory, was so compelling. And so I just, my friend Tim and I, who is my co-founder, who was also a journalist at the Sydney Morning Herald, um, we just started doing it. And it was not because we wanted to get out of what we were doing. It's just because this seemed a great thing to do. So we just started doing both things at once for a while. And then after a while, it becomes a bit hard juggling two jobs and you have to give one of them up. So I gave two up jobs being a journalist. And two children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's something that you started when they were so small. How did you have any space in your brain for these ideas? Well, I mean, it was, it was, I think it was partly because of the kids in a way that I wanted to do it, you know, because it's, it's a place where kids from all backgrounds, particularly kids who don't have as many opportunities, other kids can come in and write stories and explore their imagination. And, you know, when I had my own kids and I started watching them, um, you know, grow up and learn to read and learn to write and learn to love stories. And you think about all the kids who don't have that, you know, and who don't have parents sitting at home reading them stories and what a difference that would make in their world. So I think in an odd way, without the kids, I don't think I would have done it. Did you have any contact with the children? You're, you're mentioning um, children who don't have parents that read to them or mm-hmm. don't have the opportunities other kids do. Most of us do live in a bit of a bubble where we have our friends and family around us and everyone is having similar experiences. Um, How did you get in touch with the community where you felt like this would actually make a difference? Yeah. I mean, I have learned so much about that in the, we've, I've been doing this now for seven years and my, um, when I started, I had really no idea at all of life outside the bubble, apart from a very vague um, sort of, I mean, I knew that it was true, but I didn't have experience of it. Um, whereas now, you know, we do work with kids all the time who, you know, we, uh, we ran, a, I was at a program a couple of, uh, a couple of terms ago where at the end of the at, at the end of every program that we do we give the kids a copy of the book that they have written we type it up we put a beautiful cover on it we celebrate it we clap and cheer and we give them back a book and just before Bilal our storyteller gave them back the book he said to the kids and they were all in year four and five at a school in Mount Druitt he said how many kids have a book at home and about half the class raised their hands that's half the class who had a single book at home. So that's wow. half who don't have a single book. And so the lovely thing then is that we're like, well, we are going to give you a very, very special book because it's a book that you have written. And they all took that home. And we do now have kind of, you know, we have anecdotal stories from the parents of those kids about how they sit down together and they read the book together with the other siblings, you know, and they do that regularly because this is now a book that they have at home. There seems to be a few things in that story that 
<coughs> excuse me, point to the benefits that this storytelling project can give kids and their families. Can you talk me through a bit more about, I mean, what you're talking about, bringing children in and teaching them storytelling. Why is that an important thing to give children? What kind of impact does it have? Yeah. I mean, I think, I always think that there are there are obvious impacts. I mean, obviously, it's to do with literacy. Obviously, it's to do with um, young people engaging in their education. Um, and those things are hugely important. But I often think it's the other sort of less obvious, less tangible things that are just as important, which are really around the kids starting to see themselves as writers. Like most of the kids we work with have low literacy levels. Um, they don't particularly like writing and they don't see themselves as kids who are good at writing or therefore good at school. And so we get them to come in, we give them all this support, we give them lots of ideas and we really encourage and support them. And all of a sudden they're like writing this big story and they're really engaged by it and they really want to get going and they, and they end up... Most of our programs run once a week for a term. We go out to schools and we work with them over that period. And so at the end of that term-long period, the story they've written is nearly always the best story they've ever written. And then it's typed and then it's bound, it's published, it's given back to them, there's all this applause, and all of a sudden this thing changes in them where they start to feel more confident in themselves. They start to feel more confident in their use of language, in their ideas, and they start to see themselves as kids who might be good at writing and might be able to engage better at school. And that can have a really lasting impact. Do you think writing flows on, as you said, then it it gives them more confidence in school? Does it flow on to um, more confidence in expressing themselves? Because when you were saying that, it struck me that maybe once they've seen their voice be expressed on the page, they might feel more confident in expressing it out loud. That's that's definitely true. One of the things about our programs is that we have fantastic staff who are all experienced teachers and writers who lead the programs, design the programs. But then ideally in each workshop, we also have volunteers who sit there with the kids and support them. And their role is not to be experts. It's just to go, oh, that's a good idea. Tell me more about that. And then what happened? Oh, really? And why did he do that? What was he thinking? And all those kinds of questions. So there's an awful lot of talking with an adult that happens. And so they have to learn to be verbally confident. Um, And I was talking to one of our students the other day, and she said that after coming to our program for a while, she found that she put her hand up more at school because she trusted her opinions more and she felt like my voice is what I think is valuable. Um, So, yes, I think it really does. And kids now, we've got kids who have been coming to us for a long time now, and one of the things you notice is that they're quite comfortable talking to adults because they've been doing it for a long time, you know, and they're used to explaining their ideas and things like that. So when they sort of, you know, sometimes they come in and they're like gazing at their shoes when they first come in and they mumble (laughs) and they have hair in their eyes and stuff like that. But, you know, now they kind of look at you in the eye. They're like, hi, Kath, how are you? What have you been up to? You know, and it's so fantastic. Oh, I love it. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Dr. Kath Keenan. She's a co-founder and executive director of the Sydney Story Factory. It's a a non-profit organisation that is basically bringing storytelling to children of all different backgrounds. Um, Kath, what is your favourite part about working with kids like this Mm. or do you have to are you up the top now organizing everything do you get in the classroom much I don't I don't get in the classroom as much as I would like I do spend a lot of time organizing stuff um but I do I do still have strong relationships with some of our students and um I you know, I, I'm a kid, I'm a person who always loved writing. As a kid, I was always had my head in a book. It was always my kind of my home. And so watching other kids 
sort of suddenly discover that, I, I really find exciting. And I really love it when, you know, you can start talking to them about books and how they feel and their ideas. And they're so interesting. Like, I just find talking to them really interesting. It makes, you know, I mean, I hope that what we do assists the kids, but I also feel that they really kind of bring so much to us. And I, I really love that. At the beginning, you were talking about um, literacy and how something like this obviously helps children with literacy. I think most parents who have a child in kindy or year one would probably know how challenging it can be Mm. to teach a child to read. Or you're watching them stumble over reading and you're like, oh, but I really want you to love this, but you look like you're hating it. Do you have any tips on um, how storytelling can play a part in that process? Yeah, I mean, we we the kids that we work with are generally seven to seventeen, like they're older. So we're because we're not actually teaching kids to write. It's not a literacy program in that sense. We're teaching them creative writing. So there's a certain it's sort of the next step along in a way. So um, a lot of what we do is because we have a lot of those kids who like not interested, don't think it's very good. Um, so. One of the things that we always do is that questions around spelling and punctuation and grammar are always questions for later. Um, So at the beginning, it is all about just getting the kids engaged with an idea and a story that they want to tell. And there can be 500 spelling mistakes on that page, and we will not say a word about it because the point is to engage them in the idea. Like Every writer in the world writes better when they've got something they want to say, when they are attached to what they want to say. So find that thing that they're attached to and they want to say, whether it's about, I don't know, talking talking hermit crabs or zombies or whatever it is, just find that thing and get them excited about that story. And often at the beginning, we will write things down for them because it can be the physical act of writing that gets in the way. Like they have a wonderful story in their head, but they don't want to. So write those ideas down yourself so they don't get lost. And then it's sort of a slow process of, um, you know, then gradually turning the writing process over to them. And when the story is in a shape where we feel it's pretty close to the end, then we do an editing process. Then we go and look at the spelling. Then we change, you know, the punctuation and things like that. But that can be really off-putting if you do it at the beginning because it just shows up what they can't do. And we want to celebrate what they can do. And there's like in a, in a story, it's the ideas and the creativity that are really important. The spelling can be learned later on. Okay, brilliant. Well, I like that idea. Because <laughs> my kids have lots of weird ideas in their head. Um, Most kids do. <laughs> and adults. Yes. Kath, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. That was Dr. Kath Keenan. She's a co-founder and executive director of the Sydney Story Factory. If you're in New South Wales and you'd like to find out where you can head along to one of Kath's workshops, we'll put a list on our website of locations and events. If you're outside New South Wales, we'll include a list of resources and ideas for encouraging creativity and storytelling right at home. Just head to our website, that's kindling.com.au, and search for Story Factory. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.